don't you know that you're not no real gangster? You will never be able to out gangster white people. But what the hell's the sense in trying something if you're not going to be the best at it? You still in car radios. <laughs> you still in flat screens. Well, the white man stole you. Top that. You're not going to beat him at stealing, so don't stop trying no, the original gangsters is not the brothers that were encrypted in blood on the West Coast. The original gangsters are the Celts, the Nomads, the Vikings, the Goths, the Visigoths, the Anglo-Saxons. In other words, the OGs are the cave tribes in Europe. These are the original gangsters. You are not a thug, black man. You are not a gangster. You are a god when you're really in yourself. Involuntary. Done contrary to or without choice. Involuntary. Immigrant. Done contrary definition to one. or without choice. A person involuntary. Immigrant. Done contrary to or without choice. Done contrary to or without choice. Done contrary to or without choice. Definition one. Immigrant. Definition Definition one. Unknown. Person of established. Person What white people have to do is try to find out in their own hearts. Why it was necessary to have a nigga in the first place. But if you think I'm a nigga, it means you need it. So the question you gotta ask yourself, the white population of this country's gotta ask itself. North and South, because it's one country, and for a Negro, there is no difference between North and South. There's just you know, a difference in the way they in the way they castrate you. Involuntary. Done contrary to or without choice. Immigrant. Definition 1. A person who immigrates. Definition 2. A plant or animal that becomes established where it was previously unknown. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another mental liberation moment. This is Mango the Goat. And this is the IIP. IIP stands for Involuntary Immigrants Podcast. It's a thing. Since I last talked to you guys, so much shit has happened in the fucking world. Um, the big thing seems to be Jesse Smillett. Jesse Smillett. How you say it? I ain't too much watched the trial because to be honest, I ain't too much give a fuck. Um, but I will say I personally believe he's an agent for the Democratic Party and it didn't work out in their favor. So now they just throw him under the bus because it's easier to just act like nothing happened at all than to back your guys. <laughs> now, because Jesse Smollett is a nigga, um, I still wish him the best, but I do believe in something called the house of the Bethany, that's house of the enemy. And you walk into the house of the enemy, you got to eat the dinner they make for you. That's just how it go. So, and I heard, um, Dr. Claude Anderson say one of the thing, the factors that fuck with the black community is like a certain, 
self-righteous. I am on the top of the pyramid type of a spirituality. He didn't say it like that. He said it some other kind of way, but you know how I get down. But that's how I took it. That's what I heard. And that's all this was. Uh, Jesse Smollett, he was trying to make himself the face of black people. He was trying to be the leader of black people, but not just black people. The gays, too. The black gays. That man said he was gay Pac. So, yeah, um, didn't work for him. And, you know, all this shit happened before political year, you know. Some people allegedly, two white dudes walk up and beat the shit out of him and say, is mega country faggot or some shit? <laughs> Aren't you that faggot nigger from Empire? And I said, damn, how many racist motherfuckers watch Empire? Thought they would have been like watching at least Power or something, but, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's the, that's the Jesse Smollett. That's that's his situation. That's all I could put on it because I really didn't read into it no more than that. I was just like, I, I thought it was fucked up because to this day, I, I don't see anybody defending that sister in Jacksonville who the police bashed her fucking teeth out and did all this. Ain't no Black Lives Matter for her. Um, Black Lives Matter is all for Jesse Smollett. I think Black Lives Matter only fuck with you if you're gay or you smoke crack. You know, um, if you're gay, you dead or you smoke crack. That's the only time Black Lives Matter show up. And then that makes you want to, damn, how much do Black Lives really matter? I told y'all before, I don't, I don't even believe in the, I don't even believe in the phrase. Because I never had to say to another nigga, hey, Black Lives Matter. So really the only time you ever say Black Lives Matter is when you're talking to a white person or somebody who ain't black. I just put it like that. So in a way, you're kind of begging them. Like, you, you, you're you never in a position of power where you just randomly say, hey, Black Lives Matter. And they're like, okay, Tyrone. You know, you're never in that position. So most of the time when people are screaming, Black Lives Matter, it's some black person is in a in a hoe-like position. Like, every situation is a pimp and it's a hoe. And that's only when black people are in, like, a hoe-like position where they pop up screaming, Black Lives Matter. But they have to meet those certain conditions or criterias. Have to be a crackhead gotta be a gay or it has to be um a dead dead nigga you know like right now it'd be like at Trent Tarantino's house like I know you got a dead nigga storage in there and he's like do you see the sign over my garage that say dead nigga store because it ain't fucking there Jules <laughs> that's how the situation goes but the whole uh, as you know I'm I, I, I hate Black Lives Matter as an organization. I hate it as a catchphrase. I think if you wanted to be peaceful about it and get shit accomplished, they would have called it Black Lives Matter 2. You know, Black Lives Matter 2. If you want to be militant about it, then be militant about it. And don't try to fucking hide it behind a peaceful illusion. If you're going to be militant about it, be militant about it. But the one issue I have is I believe, and y'all heard me say it many times, you got to fix inside of your house first before you worry about the neighborhood. So it's stupid as fuck to me when we account for more of our lives being gone. We account for the most of our oppression. It's stupid as fuck to me that we so focused on the racial divide. We so focused on the 
the white man doing that. I tell you, white people don't have that much power. If they did, they don't even have to exercise it. Yeah, we was looking at something about like the rap music, right? I'm sitting here and I'm bumping the rap shit last night. And I love rap music. I love ignorant music. I love all that shit. But it's like a guilty pleasure, right? Because I hate to see the young bucks like gunning down each other. I like to see them getting money. And I like to tell I like to see them telling the story of where they from. That's the one thing about rap music that's different than every other genre. Rap is the realest music. Even though a lot of motherfuckers be lying, but it's still the realest music. Like a lot of the shit motherfuckers be talking about, that shit happened. So the rappers are the only musicians that are really like a news reporter for a lot of shit. Where like your R&B is about getting some pussy or getting some dick or getting cheated on, right? Your country is about driving a truck, working on a ranch or, you know, whatever. All of those have different, different fucking, they have different subject matter. But rap is more about this is what's going on in my community and this is what's happening. The only other genre, to be honest with you, that kind of somewhat has that is like punk rock. Right. But everything else is is about emotion and this and that. Whereas the hip hop shit, the rap shit is about this, my neighborhood, this, how this shit go down. Not all songs, because, you know, you still got motherfuckers getting jiggy with it and shit like that. But that's why I respect the rap. So it's a guilty pleasure because I listen to. A hard ass rap song with this nigga like I'm getting money, I'm getting money. You see him, he got diamonds, he got there. He's richer than he was before he started rapping. At the same time, they talking about they dead ops, and they smoking this pack and that pack, and that's a nigga that could have made a cure for cancer. You know, so it's a guilty pleasure because the shit it got a groove to it, it make you bounce your head, and then you see the niggas getting money, and you happy for him, and this and that. But then you thinking about all his homeboys, he say is dead. All the people he say they smoking the packs of and all that shit is fucking. It's a it's a elevator. It's ups and downs, man. And it's reality. That's how that shit go. You know, it's reality, and it's a rough reality. But that's just it's our culture. It's our culture, man, and. I don't think you need, I, th- I think with the whole system, the whole system of how the world is now over here for the American Negro, it was a domino effect that led us here. Of course it was. And it's kind of hard to pinpoint where shit went wrong. It's Mango's philosophy. A lot of shit went wrong with civil rights. I think a lot of shit that's fucked up in our community now went wrong in the civil rights era. Um, it's 2021. I still don't know who the fuck civil is, but civil got all the rights. So whoever the fuck civil is, um, hopefully he or she can share some of those rights. Hopefully he, she, them, they, their can share some of them fucking rights with the American Negro. That'd be awesome. Cause I think the original plan of those rights was supposed to go to the American Negro and instead civil got them. So that's just what that is. And I also want to mention something. Man. I want to say everybody listening to me. Thank you for you know taking the time to listen, because I feel like 
I feel like in a way I'm kind of shadow banned. Like it might be harder for this platform to get to you. Like I started off. That's why that's why the Mangalore challenge is so fucking important, right? I don't want to sit here and be like, 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 share, subscribe, 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 like and share, subscribe, because that shit is fucking aggravating. But if you fuck with it, you know, share it with two people and tell them the same thing and then they'll listen to it and they hear me say it too. But the thing with it is I don't have a promotable platform for most people, right? I don't have a, a platform where I'm saying falsely entertaining things. And I'm not trying to sound big headed, but if you listen to a lot of the shit I say, it makes logical fucking sense or it's some form of history. And you can go Google it. You can go do all that Googling and see what the fuck I'm talking about. Even better than that, you could pick up a fucking book, but picking up a book is too much to ask most niggas. So just Google it. The best kept secrets in that book, though. Just find the book. But every two ears that I'm able to bless, because I got one mouth, you got two ears. Every two ears I'm able to bless, even if you deafen one, I am fucking, I'm thrilled. Because some people do things for money. And then some people do things for spiritual wealth. This is me doing things for spiritual wealth. And that leads me to this story. Like, one of the reasons why I started this platform, right? Um, I used to work with, high school kids, like high school boys and stuff with sports and shit like that. And my whole thing was a lot of y'all don't know this, but I was I'm a street dude. Right. So like I'm a under, I was, I used to be an underground fucking street dude. That's my whole fucking bread and butter MO. I didn't think I lived to be this, this old. I thought I was going to be a dead ass nigga, right? Dead nigga. But it was around the time my, um, my daughter was born. My first daughter was born. And I just had like an epiphany, right? A lot of the lessons I learned earlier in life, I start researching again. I start trying to find religion and I start just, just indulging in words and sentences and, and history and fucking every, I'm just re-educating myself. Because one thing, I don't want my daughter's daddy to be a dumb nigga, you know? And so I'm just fucking expanding my brain and this and that and it's to the point like today where like i'd be giving somebody a story and they'd be like damn that's random as fuck and it's like yeah because i got I, like i'm fucking over overdid it right but also in the midst of that happening i also got some kind of a guilt complex because i realized with my mislearned behavior the damage that i caused my own community so Ever since 2009, 2010, I kind of been on this. So from 2009 to 2012, I was in like this limbo phase where I was like confused as fuck, right? Like I was half in and half out. Like I was half in the street, half in legit. And like, I'm trying to find my way. Like, cause I can't let this street shit go. But at the same time, I'm letting this street shit go. I'm done with it. So around 2000 and 12 the end of 2012 2013 i'm done i'm done i'm doing for my community fuck that like i'm done with that street shit it's a fucking trick and it was one line from andre 3000 where he said something like that's why they call it a trap because it's a trap and i was like fuck damn that shit shit hard 
So yeah, I'm done with the streets. Fuck that. I'm done. I'm finished. And it's all about doing for myself and my community and my seeds. So that's the path I went on. So I started working with um high school athletes and shit. And my in the back of my mind, my, my thought process was if I can just get these niggas out the city or to a JUCO, a junior college, or to the military or to somewhere, and at the same time teach them that college ain't what make you successful. It's an extra tool. Like you can go and start a business. You can go, you know, but as soon as you leave this building with your diploma or whatever, you need to be building wealth. You need to start now. And that's my whole thing. You need to start building wealth. Most of the niggas that's in their early 20s and their late teens and shit, most of them niggas that's committing crimes, that's because they don't have wealth. They're chasing riches. So my whole thing is I'm preaching the wealth. I'm preaching the wealth. I preach the education, but I'm more so preaching the wealth, right? I'm not preaching the education in the old traditional system. I'm saying that's an extra tool. But the uh, education I'm preaching is the education on which you will build your wealth around. You know what I'm saying? So, and at the same time, I'm trying to break a lot of these fucking, these fucking like molds that, that's already just like preset. That's just foundationally in them. And then I realized it's a parental problem that stems from parental problems that stems from parental problems. And I start seeing all this shit. And this is what's going on in my community. I ain't even talking about white kids I work with because the white kids I work with, they totally different. They totally different. They don't have that mislearned behavior from their parents. But the black kids I'm working with, it's a fucking issue with a lot of shit. Cause like I tell them something, but they're like hard headed about it. Like, oh, no, no, no. But they don't say no. They, they agree with me at the time. And I'm like, damn, I think I got to them. Next day, this nigga in jail. God damn. And that's the hardest shit in the world. One of the toughest things that happened to me. And it made me stop coaching. A lot of people don't know this story. It made me stop coaching and working with kids. And this and that. I had a fucking kid that used to, I want to say kid. I had a young man who used to play for me when he was a freshman or sophomore. And a couple of years go by, he got in some trouble. He ended up in juvenile and he had some charges. I don't remember what the charges were, but they were pretty serious. He ended up in juvenile and, and this and that. So I didn't talk to him for a while. He was gone. He was in the system. And he got out, and when he got out, I talked to him, and he was just, "Hey, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm on the basically. I'm on the straight nail path. Set. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm about to go get a job. I'm doing all this shit, all this shit." It was like a couple weeks fucking later. I get a call from one of my other young men. I get a call from his mom. They were real close friends, and she hits me up and she says. Man, you hear about, I don't want to put his name out there because he has a family, but she said, you hear about such and such. I said, oh, yeah, man, I ran into him a couple weeks. He's he, he doing bad. She said, man, he hung himself. And I'm like, oh, man, he done fucked up again. He going. I said, what happened? He break, You know, what he do? What he do? She said, he hung himself. He hung himself. And I'm like, you know, what did he do? She was like, motherfucker, I'm telling you, he hung himself. And that shit just fucking, that shit just changed, that shit fucked me up. 
the first thing I thought of was like when she was saying hung itself, I thought she meant he just made a bad decision and he going back to the system and this and that. But she said, no, he hung himself. Motherfucker, I'm telling you, he hung himself. He did. And I was just like, God, what? What? You know, it's a, I want to say he was either 17 or 18 at the time. And suicide for me, this is the first, I know plenty of people kill themselves, right? But this is the first like youth like that, that killed himself. Most of the time I seen people kill themselves. It was like criminals on the run, uh, some shit like that. Right. But as far as, you know, young Negro boys, I ain't know nobody at this point that just killed himself willy nilly. And then when they do, they normally blow their fucking brains out or some shit. This nigga hung yourself. So I just remember sitting there for like, damn, like, God damn. That nigga hung yourself? And so then I started wondering, like, God damn, what he hung himself from? Like, how the fuck? Like, damn, he hung himself? Like, damn. Then I started thinking, like, no, nah, nigga done kill him. and made it look like that. And then I started thinking, like, Fuck, man, if he did do it, you know, what he, what was he going through? You know, what the fuck, what was it that, you know, and when all of that shit, that was the easiest part. When all that shit was done, I started thinking, damn, what could I have done different with this nigga, man? Because in, in some sense of the way, I kind of feel like I failed him somehow. And I started thinking back to like the early years with him, like, damn, like, did I ever tell him, you know? Such and such did I ever tell him, you know, he could he could be this, he can be that. Um, I never had any negative. I mean, it was a couple times where I disciplined him, but it was on some minor shit. It wasn't even like a disciplinary thing. It was just some shit where I just got to talk to you, man. Like, nigga, what you doing, man? You know, get that shit together. You know, such and such. Oh, you got a C, man? Why you? Come on, man. You got a 79 C, man. Bump that shit up, bro. You got it. You got it. It'd be some shit like that. It ain't never no shit. It was never no shit where I'm like, God damn, man. You know, ain't never no shit like that. So every time you see the kid, he was always smiling. He was always having fun and shit. And most of the time when he got in trouble, it was because of that factor in school. He was having fun, but he had great grades. He had, you know, shit like that. So it, it really threw me for a fucking loop. And then that just made me start looking at shit differently. You know, I started noticing a lot of the shit they was pushing on the radio at the time. Like this is around the time of the the fucking suicide song. And then right after that, not too long after, you know, you got the all my friends are dead. Everything was deaf, 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 deaf. And, you know, of course, I never talked to him after he hung his fucking self. But shit, I'm like, maybe he was just in a in a culture the culture he chose to follow was just engulfed in death. And he had fun engulfing himself in that culture. But when he went back to reality, the reality he lived in seemed worse than death because he lived in the hood, you know? So the reality in which he lived in to him, it seemed worse than death. What do you got to lose in the famous words of Donald J. Trump? And that's, that's the route he took. The only thing is, ain't no coming back from that. Some people get lucky and fail. But then you don't feel so lucky. Because if you were killing yourself because you feel you can't do nothing right, then you feel like killing yourself. You feel even worse. So a lot of people, this is the fucking, 
this is the fucking breaks, man. So I always had this philosophy too. And just because I love the young lad, I'm not changing my philosophy, but I feel like if you out here killing yourself, you a weak minded bitch, like you a weak minded bitch. And that's my philosophy. Some of y'all gonna say, well, different people. I don't give a fuck what you saying. If you killing yourself, it's something about your mind where you weak. You ain't made to succeed. And I put that on the same criteria with like oppressing yourself first. You hear me say that shit all the time. You the first person that's going to oppress you. On top of that, if you murking yourself, you a weak minded bitch. And a lot of times it's going to sound fucked up, but a lot of times people who kill themselves. I believe the mind is hereditary. Like the experiences you gain, like the wisdom and shit, that's a life lesson. You know, you, you pick that up. Um, I understand that some people that get touched when they, they're kids and shit and they just can't bear it no more. They can't, they, they, they feel like they, they're fucking fishing a human body or some shit like that. Like this shit just fucks them up mentally and breaks them forever. And I understand. And that's no difference. If you killing yourself, your mind is weak. You a weak minded bitch. And I still wish you wouldn't do it. I w- I don't wish death alone on anybody but for you to be off in yourself i really feel like that's just weak-minded and there's nobody on the fucking earth that's gonna give me a logical excuse for suicide the only logical excuse for suicide is like if you got um aids cancer or something that's gonna kill you anyway and if you could hurry up and kill yourself that money would go to your family that makes sense to me who am I to judge that is, that is logical? Remember, all of this is my judgment. I'm not saying this fact. I said this is how I feel about you. So if you're somewhere right now and you're thinking about killing yourself, don't do it. If you don't want to die with Mango thinking you a punk-ass bitch. That's just what it is. But i like to um thank y'all for listening to Mango today. One time for the Mango Lords. And I, I also want to say, I want to say thank y'all, all y'all for listening. All y'all new to me. Like I said, everything good. Um, and keep the Mangaloid challenge going. Please, please, please. Let's get this out of here. The game should be sold, not told. And I'm giving it to you for free. Does that make me a hoe?